Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach Rebecca Hawks, that's me by the way, The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Hi friends, how are you doing? It has been a while since I've done a solo episode now, hasn't it? I think it's been a few weeks, maybe even a couple of months. Um, I thought I would do one by myself today after having spent, yeah, some time interviewing some wonderful, wonderful people. If you haven't listened to those interviews yet, go back because there was so much wisdom from each of the guests I've had so far. So from the top of my head, we spoke to Frances who shared how to be confident posting on social media, spoke to Han who talked about the confidence to be a digital nomad, spoke to Dara who I'm running a retreat with, spoke to her all about the confidence to unfollow the advice that we have been taught when it comes to running our business and how it's really okay to kind of let go of that and unlearn it all and do things on your own terms. Spoke to Emma last week about running a business with ADHD. Spoken to Tamsin about how to receive more abundance by healing your nervous system. And Felicia as well a couple of weeks ago around um, stopping seeking approval from others and really embracing your imperfections. So we've had so many amazing guests and I I'm really, I feel really bad if I've missed someone off who's already been, um, who's already been released so far. I've got like a list of people whose interviews I've already recorded. I've got some really amazing guests coming up. Um, I spoke to Katie about confidence and anxiety. I spoke to Abby last week about um, her journey with anxiety. And oh my God, I've got so many more. I interviewed Dara for a second time. Uh, Yeah, so many, so many wonderful, wonderful guests. But Today, as I said, I'm here to chat with you one-to-one, just the two of us. Um, And I wanted to talk about self-care and have a bit of an honest chat with you about caring for yourself and this idea of self-care. Because last week for me, I had a pretty good self-care week. Like, I did a lot of really good stuff for myself and I'm already feeling it. Like, I feel the benefits of it, which is amazing. And I know this always happens. This is a pattern that has happened to me all the time. Like there'll be there'll be stages where I'll really neglect my self-care and I'll rapidly go downhill mentally, physically and emotionally 
very quickly when I'm not taking care of myself. And this is why I, this is why I like preach about putting yourself first. This is why Dara and I are hosting a self first retreat. This is why I always come back to this place of, okay, Rebecca, remember we need to prioritize ourselves. These are the things that we need to do to feel good in ourselves, to feel good in our body, to have the energy to do the work, to be able to show up with good content, to wake up with motivation. And that doesn't happen for me all the time, especially now that I have ADHD. I don't just now have ADHD. I have always had ADHD, but it's just now that I'm kind of realizing it and recognizing the signs and symptoms and the the patterns that that kind of creates. So I don't wake up with motivation every day. But it's really a reminder for me and something that I want to share with you. Like, although we know what's best for us, although we know that when we take care of ourselves, better things happen in our business, better things happen in our personal life, we feel more confident, we're able to manage the harder stuff easy, easier. Like, it's not easy to manage hard stuff, but when we're pouring into ourselves, it's easier to manage those obstacles and to manage those hill, like hills, mole hills, I don't know. <laughs> it's easier to tackle those difficult things, but it still takes practice and there are still times that we drift off of that path and that we do neglect our self-care, no matter how good we know it is for us. So as I said, last week was a very good self-care week for me. It was amazing. I poured into my cup till it was pouring over. Like, and I drink really large mugs of tea. So <laughs> imagine all the overfill that was coming out. Um, and I wanted to share some of the things that I do for myself. And these are things that I do do for myself pretty regularly. Like at least one of them I do once a week at some stage. But I really liked this combination of doing things that were for my mental health, were very much for my physical health, were for my emotional health, and then helped me energetically and helped me in the way that I felt about things in general. So on Monday, am I going to do it day by day? I don't think I'm going to do it day by day because I can't remember what days happened. (laughs) I can't remember what happened yesterday, let alone what happened last Monday. So a a collection of activities that I did, I did things like yoga, always a good one. And every single time I get on the yoga mat and I do a yoga session, I say to myself, this needs to be a part of my daily life. Like I love it, but I hadn't done yoga for a long time. I've been going to yoga and Pilates classes for the last seven weeks but it's always been a bit more Pilates or it's always felt like a bit more Pilates. It's never been like a relaxing yoga session. It's always been that balance of, or that blend of yoga and Pilates to more kind of create strength from within, which has been amazing. So I've done Pilates. I did a yoga class on Friday and it was an hour long, deep relaxation class. And I think it was genuinely one of the best yoga classes I've ever done. Now, I've been going to the same yoga school for, I don't know, 2015, 2016. So six, seven years now. And it's absolutely yoga and Pilates. So if you're in Essex, I mean, Essex is a massive place. If you are in Essex somewhere, I'm in Romford, if you are around that area, um, then I would highly recommend looking them up. Absolute yoga and Pilates. I'll leave links to them in the show notes. 
but they are incredible. All the teachers are incredible. So when I first started going to their sessions, it was just the one yoga teacher, I believe, Pauline, and it's her company. I don't know her whole story. I'm, I'm actually hoping to get her on here as a guest at some stage. Um, but she, I believe, quit her corporate career, had a real high-flying corporate career, quit it and started her own yoga school. And since then, um, over the past few years, both her daughters, Adriana and um, Charlotte, have trained to become yoga and Pilates teachers as well. Charlotte also does massages, which are incredible. And Adriana does sound healing, which she's just learned to do. They also teach bar Pilates. And then there's a few other teachers as well. Um, Wendy's a Pilates teacher. But anyway, every single yoga and Pilates class that I go to with them is incredible and they're such a wonderful company to work with they've really supported me throughout the pandemic and if I've been struggling with things like they're just incredible so I went to their yoga session on Friday and it was an hour-long yoga session and then we had like a 15 minute break where we had some biscuits and some tea it was like a turmeric chai tea and my god it was delicious Jasper but we all sat on the mat and then when we finished that we had this we had 45 minutes of sound healing with the tibetan singing bowls and it's just so incredible i mean i have been going to the gong bath sessions that they run a couple of times a year they've been doing that for the last couple of years and the first time that i went to a gong bath i just was transported to this whole new planet like i don't know where i was i don't know what was happening but the transformation that I felt and the emotion that I felt and the way that I felt when I came out of it was just incredible and I do truly believe in the power of sound healing as well and though the kind of like energetics that come from from sound healing um because it's all to do I mean I, I'm not an expert but it's to do with like the vibrations and anyways won't talk too technical because I'll probably get it wrong <laughs> But we did the, um, yeah, we've been going to the gong bath and then Adriana's recently done the sound healing. So I, Jasper's making noises in the background as he so often does now he's older. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I laid on the mat and I didn't switch off. Like my brain was very much on the entire time the um, Tibetan singing bowls were playing, which is frustrating for me because I know how, like how intense the experience can be. So the first time that I did the gong session, as I said, I was transported to a completely different planet. The first time I did breath work, complete, transported to a completely different planet. When we did the sound healing a few weeks ago, that was a lot more intense then than it was on Friday. And I don't know whether that's just my mind thinking oh we don't want to experience this because what's going to come up or whether my mind just zones out because it's something familiar and just or, or kind of refuses to zone out because it's something familiar a bit like with EFT like over the last few months I've found it really hard during the EFT sessions to be present during the scripts that I'm having and my mind just my mind takes me away from from the script from what I'm trying to focus on and it's just busy a lot but now I think that's the ADHD thing but when we finished the class, although my brain hadn't stopped thinking the whole time throughout the, the Tibetan singing bowls, I came out of it and my God, I was in such a blissful state of relaxation. It was really, really wonderful. I felt completely calm. I felt really at peace, completely blissful. 
and just like slow like I was so slow my body didn't want to move I was the last one to pack up all my stuff and mum's like come on we've got to go and I'm like I don't want to drive <laughs> because I was so slow and then we went to Nan's to pick the dog up because he'd been at no, at, I can't say the words out loud but NNG's house because if I say them out loud he sat right here and he will go mad so he'd been at NNG's house while we were at um the session went to pick the dog up and we got to theirs and I, I just couldn't speak. I was in such a beautiful state that I just could not speak. And then granddad had said to me, I'd sent him some photos of my niece Lily the other day because he likes to be updated. So I sent him some photos and some videos on WhatsApp and he had texted me back and was just like, I can't reply to the photo. I can't reply to your photos because there's no box for me to type a message in. So I just wanted to text you and say thank you for sending the photos. So then I got there on Friday and he was like, can you have a look at my phone? And this is like a regular occurrence. I feel like I'd say a good 50% of the times that I go to his house, he's like, can you have a look at something that I've done because I've deleted this or I've pressed this or I don't have this or whatever. So fine, okay. So he's like, can you look at my WhatsApp and see why I am not, why I couldn't reply to you? And when I looked at the chat he had recorded an eight second voice note of I think it was just him watching the tv <laughs> and it was sat in the message box waiting to be sent and that's why he couldn't see any like any keyboard or any space for him to reply <laughs> because he'd recorded this this voice note and it like when I tell you I couldn't stop laughing, like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so much and it was a real, like took control of my whole body. And I just laughed solidly for a good five minutes. I was crying, my face hurt, my stomach hurt. And I feel like this is like, this happens not like not all the time, but sometimes in EFT, when we do EFT and the energy is moving, it makes me laugh. It makes me giggle. It's like the, a, a way of your body kind of releasing energy. Like some people yawn, some people cry, some people laugh, some people burp. But I feel like this is what happened after the sound, sound bath. Like I just had energy that needed to come out and it came out in laughter. And it just added to this blissful feeling because we all know like laughter makes you feel so good. So it was amazing. So anyways, I had an amazing evening there. So where were we with my list of self-care? <laughs> Yoga and Pilates. Did the sound healing bath. I also went for a run. And this is the second run I've done in two weeks. And now I'm really trying to challenge myself to run on a Tuesday. So go for a run on a Tuesday. That is my goal. I don't know why Tuesdays purely because I've done it on a Tuesday for the last two weeks. And now I kind of want to build that habit in because I enjoy running more so mentally because I don't actually enjoy the act of running that much. And it hurts a lot a couple of days afterwards. But mentally, I feel like it it really does me good. So I really want to stick to trying to get back into running. So I used to run before, but I haven't done it for a long time. So it wasn't a very long run. I think I ran for like 10 minutes and then did like a 30 minute walk. So I did like a five minute power walk to warm up, ran for like 10 minutes and then walked home. So I ran to ran up to meet mum from work and then we walked home together, which was quite nice. Um, I also, talking of EFT, also had my EFT 
um, an energy healing session on Wednesday. So we do this in a group every couple of weeks in the membership that I'm part of, Marie Holden's membership. It's called My Healing Membership. Um, I will also leave a link to that in the show notes. But I've been part of her membership for, uh, I think it's two years now. I think it'll be two years in December. And every two weeks we have an EFT session so we go we do the EFT tapping and then we finish with an energy healing meditation so we did that that was this week and also on the Thursday evening was breath work so Thursdays as part of the My Healing membership every other Thursday so it's like alternate weeks so every two Thursdays is breath work and every two Wednesdays is EFT and meditation or EFT and energy healing But at the moment, uh, Marie's running a four-week programme across eight weeks. So every two weeks is the Path to Prosperity course. So we had that on Thursday. And that was a more intense session because we do an hour of self-reflection and then around an hour of the breathwork as well. And that, I I mean, I've been doing breathwork for two years now. And it has by far been the most transformational modality that I've ever used and I can't explain it, like, it doesn't make sense why it would be so transformational. Um, To me, it doesn't anyway. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, a scientific um, reason for it being so transformational, but it has been the most incredible, incredible modality for me. It's it's beyond anything else I've ever tried. Um, The first year I did it, I think I did it 50 weeks out of the 52 in a year, and then this year I haven't done it quite as much, um I think that's probably because there's been less sessions and also there's been more going on with me um so yeah breathwork amazing that was an incredible session as well the only problem is it 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 ended up making it really late for dinner so I didn't have my dinner till like 10 o'clock but that's not really a massive deal (laughs) um also on my list of self-care activities for me was taking afternoon naps I didn't have a nap every day because I didn't feel like I needed a nap every day but when I did need a nap, I gave myself that nap and I set my little timer. I allow myself to lay down for an hour or for half an hour, set a timer and I allowed myself to just lay and rest. Sometimes I napped for a while, sometimes I didn't. And I need that space to restore me in the middle of the day. I've ju- I'm literally recording this after a nap. Like I went for a nap a little while ago. I had a busy morning today. I went to Tesco's to work for a few hours. Then I went into Romford. And then I came home, made some lunch, watched some two pints of lager and a packet of crisps because that is on iPlayer and it's only available for the next two weeks. So I'm like binging all the series in one go. And then I had a nap and I was only asleep for about 20 minutes, but I really needed it. And now I feel refreshed and I'm here chatting to you. So yeah, I allowed myself those afternoon naps and I think they're really, really important. And just listening to your body just listening to what your body needs can make such a massive difference and I feel like it's really preventative when you can ask your body what you need or what it needs on a daily basis then you can give yourself what you need on a daily basis instead of waiting until you hit that point where you're burning out where you're feeling overwhelmed where you're feeling stressed and then going oh, okay, my body's burnt out, now I'm going to do the thing. Like, it's so much better for you in the long run if you can take care of yourself on a daily basis and if you can listen to those needs on a daily basis. Because it's almost then like you're preventing 
your body from burning out. You're putting those, um, yeah, you're putting those steps in place to avoid, like, destroying yourself further down the line. So it's really important that you try and find time to do things. And I know that sometimes it's easier said than done. I know not everyone can just nap for 20 minutes in the middle of the day. I know that not everyone has loads of space in the morning to do a morning routine. I know that some people need to get up to an alarm. Some people have limited time to get things done. Some people are parents. Like I understand that self-care can feel difficult to a lot of people, but then there are also micro things that you can do for yourself on a daily basis you could sit in silence for a minute and breathe like that's it that is a really important um way to kind of bring yourself back to you bring yourself back to the body bring yourself back to the present one minute you can do that for 60 seconds even if you do it while you're on the toilet like there are there are things that you can do for yourself even if you feel like you don't have a lot of time and i think it's really important that you find self-care exercises or activities that fit in with you and your life so at the moment we're very much talking about the kind of glamorous self-care things I say glamorous I mean I don't look glamorous when I'm doing yoga definitely don't look glamorous when I'm doing breath work and I've got my mouth open and I'm crying (laughs) like I don't look glamorous at all but these are the kind of like is idealised, idealistic, um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but that kind of like, those kind of self-care activities that are really put on a pedestal to mean like these are self-care. So also on this list, before we move on to the next thing that I wanted to share, also on this list are soaking in the bath, like literally laying in the bath for an hour. I did that yesterday, I had a nice long soak in the bath, did a hair mask, I did a face mask, I got out and I had a foot mask, I did my nails, Um, that is a really kind of like glamorous idea of self-care, although it definitely looks different in the magazines to how it does in real life. And then also on this kind of glamorous self-care list that I did last week was Netflix binges. And I do not care what anybody else says, Netflix binges are a part of my self-care. I do not agree with all the comments and with all the ideas that if you watch Netflix, you are not going to be successful. I don't agree with the shaming of people who binge Netflix and who will decide to, and I mean, I'm saying Netflix, you can watch whatever you like, like Netflix, iPlayer, Disney Plus, Now TV, whatever it is. Like, I don't agree with the people that shame these people and I say these people, I'm including myself in this, in this, these people, like, I don't agree with people that, that shame people who choose to unwind in front of the TV, it is how I relax, it is how I zone out, it is how I switch off, it's how I re-regulate my nervous system, I don't need to explain this to anyone else, but I just, if you feel guilty because you're watching Netflix, don't, if it becomes a problem where all you're ever doing is watching Netflix and you're not achieving what you want to achieve, not what people expect you to achieve, what you want to achieve, or you're not actually taking action or you're not, or you're using Netflix to avoid facing your feelings or your emotions, or you're using it to avoid doing things that are going to move you forward, then yeah, might be a slight problem. But it can absolutely be self-care as well. And it's part of my self-care. 
And then moving into the not so glamorous self-care, because we talk about these kind of things all the time, don't we? we? We see it on social media, we see it on blog posts, YouTube, we listen to it in podcasts, where we talk about the idea of self-care and this glamorous idea of doing all these beautiful things, dressed in Lululemon outfits, with like a mocker in our hands, like hair looking shiny, feeling all beautiful, but actually my self-care doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> but that's how it's kind of perceived and that's how it's kind of talked about online. And I wanted to cover the not so glamorous self-care things as well to almost to encourage you if you feel like you're not making time for self-care and also showing you that little micro choices throughout your week can be acts of self-care. So you don't need to think to yourself, oh my God, now I've got to sit down and make specific time for self-care you don't have to do that you don't have to sit there and be like I have to dedicate the next half an hour for self-care you don't need to do that at all it can literally be one minute it can be 30 seconds of drinking some water and that's the first thing on my not so glamorous self-care list staying hydrated I made a conscious effort last week to drink more water to drink more tea to drink less fizzy drinks although definitely drank fizzy drinks at the weekend and I have definitely got a can of um Audi's version of Pepsi Max <laughs> on my desk as I'm recording this but making those making that conscious effort and choosing good options so for example yesterday when I was making myself a little platter of food for the evening I had a plum and I had a satsuma and I had some cheese and some raisins and some nuts and a few crisps. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have a bar of chocolate. And I'm like, they're only small bars. I want two bars of chocolate. And then I was like, no, I don't need two bars of the chocolate, especially as I had chocolate mousse at lunch. Like this isn't me depriving myself. This is me not being greedy. <laughs> and making that, that little choice and saying, no, I'm not going to fill my body with more sugar than necessary or I'm not going to overeat because I feel the need to like I'm going to make this conscious choice this is this is self-care for me making a healthier choice by eating one bar of chocolate and not two bars of chocolate cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And then cleaning and tidying. Like, cleaning and tidying is not fun in any way, shape or form. Every now and then I get this urge to do like a mass clean and I'll be like, I put my podcast on and I'll have my music on and I'll be dancing away and I love it. But it is very, very, very rare that I feel that way. So I have to psych myself up to do cleaning and tidying. And yesterday evening was another example of making that split decision choice split decision choice no split split second decision I think I think that's the word that I was looking for the split second decision and saying I could go and watch another episode of two pints of lager and a packet of crisps or I could clean the bathroom and in my brain I was like oh I just I'll get up tomorrow and I'll do all the cleaning tomorrow I can't be bothered to do it today it's Sunday I don't want to do it and then I I had a bit of a chat with myself and was like, you know that if you get up tomorrow and I've got all this cleaning to do, something is going to be sacrificed. So whether that's, well, I mean, it would have been work. Like, let's be honest, I wouldn't have been as productive in my work and I wouldn't have created what I wanted to create today or done anything that I wanted to do today because I would have been so preoccupied by the cleaning and then I would have been like, oh, now I need a nap. So... I made that split second decision to clean the bathroom and clean the kitchen so that I could start the week feeling refreshed and not worrying about having to squeeze this thing in. And that to me is self-care. Doing these things is self-care for you. The same as scheduling stuff in advance to allow myself or to, to avoid feeling overwhelmed. I did that with the podcast last week. By, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm, I might be lying a little bit there. I think I did it on Wednesday and then actually published last week's podcast episode on the Thursday. But I set everything up in advance so that I wouldn't feel overwhelmed when it came to Thursday. Because last week, not last week, the week before, an episode didn't go out because I hadn't organised myself. And I was like, oh, I'll just leave it till later. I'll leave it till later. And then it became so overwhelming. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I just could not get done what I needed to get done. So I let it slide, I dropped that ball and I allowed it to fall and didn't worry about it. But last week I was like, nope, we are gonna do this this week. We are gonna record the podcast and I'm gonna do the same this week. I'm gonna obviously share this one with you and then I will get another one scheduled in advance to avoid further overwhelm throughout the week. Other things that I did in the not-so-glamorous self-care world were things like trying to go to bed earlier. Didn't always work, but trying to make myself get into bed earlier, trying to go to sleep earlier, and also not setting my alarm. Like, I really tried not to set my alarm. I had to for a, a couple of days because I got up and did Pilates, and I had to take mum to work on Wednesday. But 
for the most part, I tried to get more sleep. Like, that's the most important thing. Like, I was trying to get, like, nine hours a night. Didn't always happen. Not going to beat myself up for it, but that was something else I tried to do for myself. Processing painful emotions is not glamorous in the slightest, but by processing them, by allowing myself to feel them, to experience them, and to, I don't know, kind of sit with them for a while instead of avoiding or instead of trying to numb or distract myself with something else and just sitting in them and processing them. Not glamorous in the slightest, but it's a way to kind of heal and it's a way to kind of grow and it's a way to kind of deal with the emotion in the moment and release it rather than bury it in for it to come up later at a later date. Likewise, breathing through anger and overwhelm. I had a situation on Friday, so before we were going to the yoga workshop, I felt so overwhelmed. I'd struggled during the day. I can't remember what I did Friday. I think I started working in the morning. Anyway, I can't I can't remember what what my day looked like on Friday, but I know that I was really in the flow of things. It took it took me till about 3 3:30 to really get into the flow of what I was doing. And then my alarm went off at four o'clock because I had to start preparing myself to get to this yoga session. And I snoozed my alarm twice. So then it got to 20 past four. And then all of a sudden I had to get the washing in, had to have a shower, had to get dressed, had to do my makeup, had to pack my bag for yoga. Now for most people, that wouldn't be an overwhelming thing. There are simple things like on a good day, if I'm not struggling mentally or if I'm if I'm not suffering, I don't know how to explain this really because I'm very new to this. But if my ADHD is not as bad, then those five things. Oh, I had to clean the kitchen as well. I I say clean the kitchen. I had to like tidy up my lunch stuff. So it was like five, six, like minor things that would each take like five minutes. So it wasn't a massive amount of stuff on my plate, but something came over me where I felt so overwhelmed and I I can't explain the feeling to you. It was like a black cloud came over me and I felt so much rage and so much overwhelm and it felt like the world was ending. I felt like I had so many things to do, not enough time, I couldn't deal with it, everything was going wrong, I kept dropping the pegs, the the peg bag nearly went up the garden, because I was so angry, all I wanted to do was throw something, and I felt so out of control with these emotions, but because I now recognise that these are, are symptoms of ADHD, I was able in that moment to say to myself, this is okay. You can breathe through this. This is okay. Don't get angry. And it's very hard when you have that feeling of anger in your body and like real rage, like my jaw was clenched, my fists were clenching. 
there was so much tension in my body. I wanted to scream, I wanted to throw things, I wanted to punch things. Like, I can't explain the rage to you. <laughs> it was so overwhelming and so overpowering and there was nothing I could do about it except for breathing through it and just talking to myself and talking myself through it and saying to myself, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay, this will be over soon, keep going. And this happened for, it lasted for quite a long time. It lasted for about an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. It wasn't until we got to the yoga class that those feelings kind of dissipated. I mean, I cried on my yoga mat, so maybe, <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's where they went because I released it through crying um, when we were doing the yoga session. But in those moments, again, like, this is kind of the not so glamorous side of self-care. When you give yourself the space to allow yourself to feel those emotions and to not judge yourself and to not punish yourself and to not criticise yourself in that space. Because typically, that's what I would do. Like, typically, when I'm when I'm feeling that rage or that anger, I will really be quite nasty to myself. I'll beat myself up. I won't understand where it's coming from. I'll be really angry at me for losing my temper, especially when somebody else is around me whilst it's happening. The shame that will come with that is horrific. Because if somebody else is around me, I wanna take it out on them. And it takes a lot of strength not to. And sometimes I don't have that strength and sometimes I'll take it out on people around me. Very rare and I feel like it's got a lot rarer since I've kind of recognised this. But I kind of was open with mum and I was just like, this is how I'm feeling. I am so overwhelmed. I can't handle it. Um... And yeah, just, just really being kind to myself through that experience. That is a form of self-care as well. Being kind to yourself is the biggest form of self-care. Whether you're going through a difficult time, whether you're experiencing tough emotions, whether you are celebrating something, whether something has just failed. Like if you can be kind to yourself every single day, you're onto a winner. That is like the ultimate self-care. And then the last thing that I kind of put on the not so glamorous list was booking a doctor's appointment. I don't enjoy booking doctor's appointments. I find calling up places very overwhelming. I find it to be one of those things where every now and then, very rarely, I will have the, I don't want to say confidence, but maybe confidence. I'll be like, yep, yeah, I can jump on the phone, like I can ring the credit card bill when they've, when they've paid, charged me too much interest, or I can ring the vets when Jasper needs to go, or I can book a hair appointment. Every now and then, I can do it in the moment. But for the most part, I have to psych myself up for it. It has to be something that I prepare myself for, that I psych myself up for. This is why I don't answer my phone ever, because I find it too overwhelming. But I book my doctor's appointment. And that is a form of self-care. So I had a, am I gonna share this? Yeah, I'm gonna share this. <laughs> Why not? Um, I have always had problems. Like since I was a child, I always have this urge to go to the toilet, to like wee. 
And it's always worse when I know I've got a long journey coming up, when I know I'm going out for the day, when I'm feeling anxious. It's always worse then. And it's like, I will go to the toilet like three times in the space of 15 minutes. Like it's, it's pretty um, debilitating sometimes. And I finally went to the doctors because I went to the doctors actually, uh, what, five years ago now? Six years, oh God, seven years ago? Seven years ago? No, eight years ago, crikey. Um, I went to the doctors when I was in Australia. I was living on the farm and the, the thing was happening, like the frequent urination was happening. I mean, it was a very stressful situation. I'm gonna have to tell you about this situation one time, um, about the time that I spent three months on a farm with a mentally abusive farmer. So it is a story and I will I will give you the full story at some stage, um, but it's gonna take a lot from me. <laughs> but anyways, I was, I was living on this farm and I went to the doctor there and the doctor was just like, you're drinking too much water. And I was like, but it's 40 degrees heat. If I don't drink the water, I get migraines or I feel horrendous. Like I have to drink the water. And because he kind of just like poo-pooed it, I was like, oh, well, I'm the problem then clearly. But it's always been something that I've been very embarrassed about. I remember um, my... I mean, she's not my friend now, but I remember a friend that I had at school where she used to go to me, oh, you've got such a bladder problem. And she'd say it really loud and it was really embarrassing and quite like humiliating for me. And I would always feel so ashamed about it. And then now, like, even with my ex's parents, like if we were going on a journey, I'd have to go to the toilet like four times and I felt like they were always irritated with me. And that could just be my perception, but that's how I felt. My own mum does it sometimes when she's like waiting to go somewhere and I'm like oh I'm in the toilet again um but anyway so I, I went to see a doctor about it a couple of months ago and I said to him like this is kind of like what's going on and it's really massively impacting my life um it's embarrassing I feel ashamed about it it's having a huge impact on me and my my daily life and he was like, how long has this been going on for? And I was like, well, I think like pretty much my whole life, but it's got worse the last couple of years or like the last year. And he was like, my God, he was like, I can't believe um, you've been experiencing this for so long. Like, and he was really sympathetic and it kind of made me feel like I wasn't just, I don't know, being a pain or making things up, I guess, like being a burden. So I went for a scan a few weeks ago, like an ultrasound scan, you know, where you have to drink like a shit ton of water and then you have to not wee, <laughs> which is not a lot of fun. Um, but I went for one of those ultrasound scans and everything was fine. My kidneys are fine. My uterus is fine. My ovaries are fine. So no signs of like fibroids or anything. Um, my bladder's clear. Everything looks normal, empty my bladder normal, which probably TMI, but I do think it's important that we talk about these things just so if for some reason there is someone else listening that also has bladder problems, please go and get it checked. Um, I don't want you to feel ashamed like I did, so I will share too much all day long if it means that one person feels less ashamed to go out there and actually see, like, see someone about a, a problem that's that's causing them distress I guess so went to see them scans were fine and then I had to book a follow-up appointment so I did that last week and I did it through the NHS app I was able to book it online which made it a lot easier for me because I didn't have to call up um, and I also 
I'm going to speak to them about getting an ADHD diagnosis at that same appointment because it's something that I would like to just have confirmed, I think, purely because there are days or weeks where life is such a struggle. And I feel like if I have a proper diagnosis, then it will give me the opportunity to take tablets if at some stage I decide that I need that extra bit of help. I feel like having that, like... um, I mean, I spoke to Emma, I think, in Emma's episode last week, the um, the confidence to run a successful business with ADHD. She said that she's been on tablets for the past few weeks or past couple of months now and what a difference it's made to her. So I feel like if I can get a professional diagnosis, then it will open me up to that opportunity if I decide that's something that I want to do. I'm not ruling anything out. I... It's not something that I definitely want to do. It's not something that I've ruled out completely, but it's something that I'm open to. So yeah, so they're kind of my, that's really my last week in self-care, I guess. And I wanted to have the honest chat with you and talk to you really about the importance of self-care and how self-care can look so different for so many people. Like there is the glamorous side of things, the self-care that we put on the pedestal that as I said like the yoga the soaks in the bath the um breath work the kind of like glamorous stuff and actually adding onto my self-care list I would also say I caught up with one of my friends last week last Sunday Sally and I had a catch-up over zoom and that was well needed Dara and I caught up um was it last week that might that might have been the week before we caught up to chat and also to talk more about our retreat that we're running in January so we finalized a few more of the details there and conversations with friends is such an important way to feel connected and to fill up your cup like we all have times where our friends where it can feel like our friends are are draining us a little bit if our cups aren't already full it can sometimes feel like we're taking on, especially for sensitive people and empaths like myself, it can sometimes feel like we are taking on other people's stuff. But when your cup is already full and then you have conversations with people, you're able to give more to them. Like you're able to support them more. You're able to listen to them more, to hear them more. And in having those conversations, you can also fill up your cup as well. Like chatting to my friends last week definitely helped me to fill my cup up because it's just nice to speak to people, isn't it? It's nice to speak to people who get it. It's nice to be in a room with someone who understands how you're feeling, who is happy to chat about the emotions that you're processing, who is understanding when you say, I'm really struggling right now, or I'm really concerned about this, or this is really hard. Having that connection is so important for us to really nurture our soul and to make us feel good. And this is another reason why Dara and I are so excited about running the Self First Retreat in January is because that's the environment that we're creating. We're creating this cosy, intimate environment of women who are all connected in the way that they they are entrepreneurs, they are business owners, but they are also keen to grow personally. They are also keen to improve their selves their mindsets their um the way they 
care for themselves they're committed to prioritizing themselves and their needs and not letting or not feeling like that is a bad thing to do or it's selfish to do that so we're going to have such an incredible time and I will also leave the link to the waitlist in the show notes for this because we will be announcing all the details including the um, priority booking we'll be announcing that to the waitlist on the 11th of November at 11 11 a.m because we do love an angel number <laughs> we're going to be um, announcing that and, and sharing that to the waitlist so if you are in the UK I mean feel free to fly in <laughs> but if you're in the UK and you are keen to come to a space where you can learn where you can develop personally and professionally where you can connect with others who have the same interest as you and who have the same desire to commit to personal development to commit to self-care to commit to prioritizing themselves and take that into running their business on their own terms if that sounds like something you would be interested in then we would absolutely love for you to join us there's going to be a maximum of 10 spaces we think if we can't secure the venue that we have already got our eyes on then it may be that there's only eight spaces available, but we've seen an incredible venue and we think it will be perfect for this. Um, So yeah, we'd love to have you there. And I think we're going to leave this here. I really genuinely thought this was going to be like a 20 minute catch up episode. I did not envision it being nearly an hour. I mean, it's not nearly an hour. (laughs) It's like 45 minutes. (laughs) I didn't envision it being this long, but it's been so long since we have had a chat like just us that I thought I'd catch you up on on yeah what I've been doing and kind of what self-care looks like and I also before we go I just want to say that my self-care doesn't look like that every week yesterday I did a lot for myself yesterday last week I did a lot for myself like last week I did a hell of a lot there were a lot of things that I did and I feel incredible for it but also that's not a typical week for me I would like it to be like don't get me wrong I would love that to be a typical week for me but it's not and I want to be honest in that because I also don't want you to feel pressure or feel like um that's what every week should look like so yeah that's not not a typical week I think it's really important when it comes to self-care is just trying to do something that works for you trying to find time in a way that works for you if you've only got three minutes do a three minute meditation if you've only got five minutes do a couple of cat cow stretches do a belly twist like do some breathing do a round of salute to the sun like anything that you can do in the in the time that you have is going to be better than nothing have an extra glass of water make good choices but also don't beat yourself up if you can't if you don't yeah if you if you don't make time for it like don't beat yourself up because that's not going to get you anywhere we're all human I know how much self-care impacts me and my daily life and how I feel all the time yet there are still times where I don't prioritize it there are still times where I don't have the time to do it there are still times where I choose to do something else to distract myself from how I'm feeling instead of processing my emotions or doing the thing that needs doing like 
cleaning the bathroom, for example. And I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm a human. And I don't expect you to beat yourself up for it either. Be kind to yourself. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. And if you haven't left a review, I would be so appreciative if you did. If you could just leave a couple of words on iTunes, let me know why you love the podcast. Let me know that you have listened to the episode. Just just leave me a feedback because it would absolutely make my day. I would really, really appreciate it. And I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawks. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.